Good afternoon, listeners. Happy Hump Day. And welcome back to the Under the Scope podcast where we discuss music. I'm your host, Will Brost, and calling in, as always, my good friend and podcast partner, Patrick Anderson. Patrick, how's your week going? Well, it was going good until you said happy Wednesday. <laughs> I, uh, I just never, got off work. I never really like hearing that one. Yeah, I think I'm still in work mode. I, I've got the, you know, the, the corporate co-worker jargon fresh in my mind, so... Um, yeah, you just got finished probably too, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, I, I apologize. As soon as I said happy hunt day, I was like, who am I? Why are we even doing this? It's not too late <laughs> to restart, kind of, you know, all of this. That's the kind of podcast we are, though. <laughs> you know, we like to make these kind of like cool, quirky jokes like that. Yep. Just so you know that what we're about. Yeah, we have we have really cool personalities, and we're not so we're not all business. Yeah, <laughs> we like to have fun. Um, speaking of though, this is going to be a fun podcast, I think, because we ha- once again have ourselves a nice crop of albums that we've been pretty excited to talk about. Uh, some of these have been out for several weeks now, um, and we haven't really communicated on any of these at all, uh, even though um, some of our favorite artists are involved here so this is pretty exciting in some order today we're talking about the latest records from sufjan stevens fleet foxes deftones and idols uh so i guess in that order we've got some sort of idm experimental pop record uh we've got a folk record um alternative metal and post-punk on the slate today uh so pretty nice mix yeah, a lot of a lot of variety going on here. Yeah, at least one of these albums should be your thing if you're listening. Um, so, yeah, we'll be sharing our thoughts on all four of these. I'll be timestamping um, in case you only care about the Idols record or what have you. Um, but uh, you should hear our thoughts on uh, all four of them because uh, we've we've done our homework here. Yeah, uh, and we have interesting opinions. We do. We do have opinions. Um, so, um, nice clarification. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Uh, once again, I'll let you decide uh, our our path today. Where would you like to start? Okay, let's start this time. This one is a little harder to uh, think of a theme with. I, I was because... gonna say, I love that you can't just pick. It's like it's got to be a narrative. I love it. I unironically love well, it. Well. Well, I was trying to think of a theme earlier, but honestly, it's kind of hard to think of one with this because we're this is all across the board, and it's all just like white dudes. Yeah, so like go uh, us, way so, to go! <laughs> right. So we're we're gonna we're gonna start off though with uh, idols, just because since oh, okay. since since this isn't a uh, like I said, since there's not like. A ton of variety in terms of like it's all just white dudes uh, yeah. playing different types of music on here. We're gonna go from uh, the most like basic, uh, like straight up uh, version of a genre to the more experimental side. Oh, interesting! Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I but think I, oh. honestly though, my my structure might not even make sense in that tone, but. That's what I decided on. I, I mean, your structure might make sense, but I think I already disagree with with it 
but well, well, that's that's the fun of this. We'll get to this. So I, I like the idea. I like the idea because I can disagree with your take. Okay. Well, yeah. it makes it makes sense in my mind at least. So the, the, yeah, the, the, yeah, that's there's a take there already. Yeah, the order of how we're doing this is a take in itself, which is nice. It's a nice meta layer you have going here. So I do appreciate it. Um, yeah, let's get into let's get into idols, man. Um, idols with ultra mono. Uh, Idols are a British punk band, I guess post-punk specifically, I suppose. Ultra Mono is their third studio album. It currently has a Metacritic rating of 76 out of 100, uh, which is pretty decent, but it's a notable step down from their previous two records, each of which has an 88 out of 100. Um, 2018's Joy as an Act of Resistance made my all-decade list, which you can find at underthescopesite.wordpress.com. And you were a fan of that album as well. Regrettably, I have not listened to Brutalism yet, but I am a fan of the band. Um, how did you feel about Ultramano? Yeah, um, I think that the Metacritic score is pretty fair, honestly. Mm-hmm, I agree. Um, I think that this one is is a step down from uh, Joy as an Act of Resistance. Um, and just in reference to that too, like I still like that record uh, quite a bit, but I think that like that made uh, my top ten. I think around like number nine or something like that the year it came out. Um, I think that I would rank it a little bit lower actually. Hmm. Um, looking back on it now, just because like there are some moments on the back half of it that I don't really uh, go back to as much, but it's still like a really really solid uh, project overall. Um, I think that they brought some of the elements that I really enjoyed on that album to this one, uh, pretty well. And they kind of flushed it out with this production. That's like super clean and like a lot of really like pleasing sonic, uh, elements that have like really high energy to them. Um, I like how refined it sounds for the most part, but like, they like shoehorn in a lot of like really cringy lyrics <laughs> and uh, and just kind of like half baked ideas about like you know some of some of the uh, narratives on this or um, even some of like the performance choices um, from uh, what's his name uh, Joe Talbot. Mm-hmm. Um, are just a little questionable, I think. You know what I mean? Like, it, it does have this very raw energy to it, but it's it gets kind of annoying, honestly, on repeated lessons uh, in in some instances. So, I don't, I don't not like it, but I think that uh, it's a little bit of a it's a little bit of a, a stretch for them. Um, hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think all those uh, criticisms are valid, and it's one of those criticisms where I, I agree, but it, it works for me anyway, uh, for the most part. Um, like, yes, a lot of their lyrics are pretty cringy at times. Um, I, there's a song on here where they're literally, like, this song's about sexual harassment and groping specifically at concerts, yeah. and they're just yelling consent over and over, which like great message, for, yeah. undoubtedly, but it, it's a little, it's a little cringe in the way they deliver it. 
Um, yeah. But it, it, I don't know. Ultimately, it's I, I kind of find myself charmed by that sometimes. Um, I will say, like, before I get into my thoughts on the record, um, it, I, I've noticed something like, is it no longer cool to like idols? Like, I, I thought it was... I thought idols yeah. were like this cool, like everybody liked idols, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, these guys aren't that great. Oh, they're just a motto band, and and, and it's not even like it's, it's invalid. The yeah, maybe that's it. Yeah, maybe maybe that's it. Or and there's a lot of they're a band that has gotten a lot of press lately. Um, I mean, see the internet's reaction anytime a Phoebe Bridgers article comes up, you'll get the same sort of thing. They're just kind of tired of hearing about them. Um, yeah. But I'm, there's obviously um, more at play yeah. with Phoebe Bridgers, but y- you know what I'm saying. Um, yeah, the comparison is is not really the same. But I get what you're saying, like in terms of like uh, the the music reception, at least. Yeah. Right. Exactly. It's like, oh, we got to hear about these guys again. I, you know, it's just one of those. Um, you know, I I find a lot of charm in the band, even though this is undoubtedly a step down from their previous record, in my opinion. I don't. I have yet to meet someone who thinks Ultramano is this band's best work. Um, it does seem a little, I'll say tamer in comparison to the previous record. Like, I don't think it has the same sort of highs of Danny Nadelko or Colossus, you know, or... Um, yeah. Never fight a man with a perm. Like it, it doesn't have those same kind of highs. But I think you could argue that this record yeah. is more consistent um, than the previous record. I don't know if, how you feel about that, but I mean, I I think it sure, but yeah. I think that it, that's to a fault, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, be, because like I I agree, like they they do take uh, a specific sound and. Um, message like they're most of the messages on this lyrical work is um, pretty much about well, what you expect from uh, idols like social commentary, political commentary, class commentary, race commentary, stuff like that. Stuff you'd expect um, from a punk band, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But um, I think that the difference on this one as opposed to, to Joy is that this one just feels more like a Twitter thread than yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's kind of like, like the, the thoughts are not uh, as nuanced. The, right. the delivery of these ideas is a little bit, yeah, cringy at times. Like the Netouche Pass More, I don't know how to pronounce the French in that, but like mm-hmm. that song uh, about the, you know, consent, consent, consent. Like I saw a comment on uh, Genius that I thought was kind of funny because they were like, um, they said like I've never, I, I've never, uh, no, what did he say? This is probably their worst written song, even though I agree completely with everything being said. <laughs> 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 yeah, it, it that's like completely true. So, but that's like a good example. That and like anxiety, I think, are good examples of like. Um, yeah, I like the message that they're going for on here, but that that alone does not make it a well-written song. You know what I mean? Like, it's right. just kind of like a very basic surface level, like just uh, saying it to say it kind of thing. It feels like there's not a lot of meaning or 
Um, there's a lot of good energy behind it, which I think is cool and might be fun in like a live setting. Um, and you know, maybe there is some tongue in cheek element to it as well, but I think just upon repeated listens, like there's a lot of elements that like that, that pop up on this album that just kind of get annoyed when you're not like, you know, Mm -hmm. in a, in a pit with everybody just moshing to some idols while they're playing. So, um, I think something that kind of came to my mind as I was listening is this is, you know, a punk record and you want the message to get out there, but it's, it's trying to toe the line between like impact and subtlety. There is zero subtlety on this record. It is just like, it's, it's almost jarring how little you have to think about it. it like you said it's like a twitter thread it's like a i don't know it, it's a criticism the band always gets they're a motto band or whatever just overly yeah. simple lyricism and like on one hand that might be effective for a lot of people and sometimes it is for me like sometimes i actually like some of these lyrics um the chorus of grounds like i, I actually like that he's like do you hear that thunder that's the sound of strength and numbers or something like kind of yeah empowering about it that i like sometimes i like it but sometimes it's just uh yeah a little too you said twitter thread that's perfect i can't say it better than that so yeah it's this like uh very basic level of kind of getting out your message without putting any real nuanced thought into it um and to some extent like that's like that can be done well but i don't think that they put enough work into the sonics of the album either Mm. for it to be kind of played off in this way of like yeah the lyrics aren't great but the song just rocks you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. um i think that like tracks like war and yeah the grounds and like but uh yeah like those tracks and like oh like carcinogic like like those are like well produced like fun uh energetic tracks but like i don't know it's just that like it's kind of like they feel a little bit like i just expected them to be that way Mm. you know what i mean there's nothing as impactful as colossus as Mm -hmm. never fight a man with a perm like that kind of level of like whoa like this is crazy like these are just kind of very uh standard like hyped up protest songs um which are not bad but in comparison uh, or in uh, reference with like kind of the more cringy elements of the album for me it just like i don't i don't really feel like going back to it after that you know what i mean yeah i, I- I think it says something that one of the songs on this record is in a video game commercial. Yeah, I, that that bothered me because it was like <laughs> a, it, it was a thing that, uh, and I think that this uh, also plays into the you know we hate idols now thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't hate idols, right? But, right. Uh, I do like this record. The, <laughs> you know, I've been trashing it, or we've been trashing it, kind of. I do like this record, yeah. but. I don't hate it. I don't love it, but yeah, mm-hmm. I don't hate it. I, you're probably higher on it than I am. But, mm-hmm. um, but, but yeah, the video game commercial, I'm not going to harp on it too much, but that, that to me just kind of spoke to a little bit of how this album felt because, you know, there's that classic element of like sellout, like corporate, um, 
uh, yeah, the corporate sellout thing when you see video game ads using your stuff or movie trailers or whatever. Um, but to a certain extent, that kind of permeates into the feel of this album. There's a little bit less of an edge to it. There's a little bit less of this raw energy to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the messaging seems like it's being said just to be said, just because, uh, you know, like the messages are good, but mm-hmm. they're not, they're not like, they're, they're, they don't offer really anything to think about. They're just being said to, to be said. And that's kind of, kind of disappointing. To, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's the, it's now. the zero nuance thing that you've pointed at and the zero subtlety thing that I've been pointing at. Um, but I, I will say like the energy is down on this record compared to the previous, but sometimes it, it still rips in my opinion. Um, Model Village, I thought was a nice standout track in that regard. The chorus is one of the few moments on this record that makes me want to like punch through a hole, a, a hole in the wall. You know, um, I wish there was more of that, but there are moments on here of that. Um, and You're then, in your apartment, just like high <laughs> in the wall, like <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, I know your you just fixed like, our roof. Stop, stop listening. <laughs> right. They're like, oh, this guy's listening to idols. Um, but there was a lyric on there that I like, and we've been kind of poking fun at the lyrics, but every now and then there are, there are some lyrics on here that I like. Um, he says, I guess Model Village, the entire concept of the song is like, oh, here's this pleasant town village where nothing bad ever happens because the crime rate's low, but secretly everybody's mm-hmm. like a racist and a homophobe. Um, there was one lyric on here he says uh just give them an anthem and they'll sing it still they don't know the meanings in it just saluting flags because it's british and i like that and that's unfortunate that people in britain have to deal with that and i hope that issue doesn't come over to the states because that would that would be pretty bad um (laughs) but uh outside of that and a song like mr motivator which i also liked um a lot of it often feels like idols trying pretty hard to be idols but not it it i i don't know mm. it's like they're trying to recapture some of what made joy as an active resistance such an awesome album in my opinion um and they're coming just short of it, it. it I, I feel like they're just coming just short of it and i would love to see them totally reinvent themselves on their newest record even though there is a lot to like here in my opinion that's a great yeah that 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 is a really good point um yeah, Mr. Motivator is a uh, is a good example of that. I think where it's like the chorus, just like it's fine, mm-hmm. it, but it you know, but it, like it just gets so like even the first time I hear it, I'm like, oh, okay, like let's seize you know, the day, let's all hold hands, chase the pricks away. To clarify, yeah, yeah. right, <laughs> <laughs> which is. You know, which isn't like, I mean, it's, it's, it's whatever, but it, right. it's kind of funny in its own way, but it's like the melody behind it and like the, uh, instrumentation is kind of sterile and it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like, it doesn't feel as energetic as I think they want it to be. Um, and then like the, those, just like the, um, analogies that he's using and like, he's like clearly being like, Oh, how do you like them? Cliche, like, right. like reference, self-referencing them and stuff. Like, I get what he's doing, but it's a little bit so tongue-in-cheek that it, like, kind of, and, it, and he does it like a few times uh-huh. that it's like it, it it almost ruins what he's trying to get at. You know what I mean? Like, he's it's a little too pushy. I 
I, um, I actually loved the lyrics until he said like, Oh, how about that? You know, I, I always hate, I always, it's, I mean, not to harp on our Eminem review from a while ago, but that was like my biggest criticism with that album is when artists point yeah. out, when they reference their own negative criticism, that's just, I, I it's, it reeks of like insecurity to me. I, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a great point. It's kind of <laughs> like, all right. I mean, like you have like pretty great scores across the board and like a pretty solid fan base, like right. just do what you want to do. And it's, like, it's a shame because I know. do like all of the name drops. I mean, we've got uh, Conor McGregor, Flava Flav, Frida Kahlo, Boris Johnson, David Attenborough, LeBron James. Uh, one of those isn't actually in the song. I just made it up. But good luck trying to figure that out. It, it's all over the place. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now you got to go to Genius and be like, hold on a second. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so I love, and I loved like the imagery that he points with that, like, or paints with that, like, Conor McGregor with the samurai sword on rollerblades, or like yeah, yeah, like the David Attenborough club and steel steel clubbers with LeBron, with LeBron like, James, yeah. yeah, right. It's like what? what? It's like this is crazy, like, yeah. And by, by the yeah. way, weird uh, on this song, Kenny beats assist with the production here, um, right? Which it, it's kind of odd like some of the some of the collaborations i don't want to say they're bad because they're not i don't think but they're just odd like uh kenny beats produces this song jamie cullum is on this record uh your boy jamie cullum um jenny beth is on this album and i I actually liked her part even if genius made fun of that song and rightfully so (laughs) (laughs) yeah no yeah the uh the kenny beats is a great example of that like um I think it's cool that he was on it, but like he may as well not have been on that track. Like, true, honestly, yeah. like I wouldn't I, have I, guessed there's it. No, it. Yeah, there's no distinct element to it that I can be like, and that would have been a little weird if I hear like the whoa, whoa Kenny. Kenny. And then, like, <laughs> that would have been funny. You may as well have with the with the lyrics on that song. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. Oh god, but uh, but yeah, it is like the collaborations are they're cool, I guess, but it doesn't like. It doesn't add anything, honestly, to uh, to some of the tracks. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, we have to kind of wrap up with this one. Um, last yeah. thing I'll say, though, is uh, I did mention a criticism of like idols just kind of reinvent, trying to recreate their past work. Um, a great exception to that is the song A Hymn, which is like a total slow burner at the end of the record. And I actually thought it paid off pretty well. I, I think it's a really solid song and i wish they explored that direction a little more um but that's just one more positive i wanted to say uh in general just it rips if you like idols you'll probably like it at least or think it's okay it probably won't be your favorite idols record um it is tamer it it does get a little old um but it, it is fun to listen to um and if you're in the right mindset it's it's a lot of fun to listen to, in my opinion. But in general, I have to admit, this is quite a step down. Um, so I'm giving it a 7 out of 10. Hmm. Yeah, so I think that this album would be a lot of fun to go and see live. Yes. Um, just because Idols does bring like some really, really fun energy still to the album. But it doesn't really go much further than that. I, it's kind of like it, it's kind of basic in a lot of ways, um, and 
it has some moments on it that are just a little cringy and but it's not a bad record it's it's just something that is a little disappointing um and yeah i i just want more from it than i'm getting but i think that for what they've done with it it's pretty solid there could be there there are worse uh albums that Mm -hmm. i'm gonna give my score to um out there for sure so it's a solid six out of ten for me but yeah um, it's one of those sixes that like if somebody was like hey we're gonna go see them play this album live i'd be like hell yeah that that sounds like a blast even though Mm -hmm. i even though i'm not gonna get much out of like the lyrics i think that the energy of the break is still really fun so totally fair Um, I could definitely see that's making my top 50 at the end of the year, but it would definitely be within the first few tweets, you know? Um, so I guess, I guess we'll see at that time, but, uh, yeah. Anyway, idols, ultra mono, that's a six and a half from us collectively, which, uh, in your opinion, which is the most, or the most, the least experimental, I guess, where are we heading next? Yeah. So yeah, idols was a little bit more just straight up like punk rock. Mm-hmm. And from here, we're doing Fleet Foxes. Okay. Um, Fleet Foxes with Shore. Um, okay, one second here. Do you, agree with, do you agree with my assessment on that? I, I honestly, I'll just say, I would have led with Deftones, but we can get to that when we get to that. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, 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 <laughs> okay, yeah, we can have that conversation. <laughs> yeah, in 20 minutes or so. But for now, uh, Fleet Foxes, a podcast favorite uh, between the two of us. Um, now, let's just throw out our scores and then talk about Deftones. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> let's just skip no. over this album that's been like highly anticipated for the past few years. Uh, right. <laughs> Fleet Foxes are an indie folk band from Seattle. Shore is their fourth studio album. Uh, critics and fans, they love it. Uh, it's Fleet Foxes, so of course. Uh, it has a Metacritic rating of 85 out of 100. Uh, we both love Fleet Foxes. We sure do. Sorry, are you still there? I think we cut out. Yeah, okay, all right. Anyway, what did you think of this new record? <laughs> know if i can keep doing this (laughs) (laughs) oh god (laughs) yeah um yeah this album i liked it Mm -hmm. um it was unexpected obviously they just dropped it all of a sudden yeah Um, on the uh, autumnal equinox to specific yeah which yeah. of course like yeah now it's <laughs> one hand kind of cool like, on the other hand a little on the nose yeah right right <laughs> so yeah i i liked it um i i think that there are some elements to this that i'm kind of like fleet fox's sound has kind of not it, it, i mean it's aged fine but it's just it's mm. getting to a point now where I'd like to see them do a little bit, something more, uh, sorry, something a little bit more drastically different. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I like this, I like the sound of this, but um, it's kind of like exactly what I expected it to be, which is like really gorgeous for the most part. 
and a lot of great anthemic elements. And there's some there's some elements to it, I guess, that I wasn't expecting. But really, honestly, that's mostly just because like the album leads off with um, uh, "Waiting in Wayside Water," which Robin Peckpole like only does like these backing vocals for. I love that so, by the way. Like, I th- that was a nice flex. I thought. <laughs> I love. Yeah. No. No. no I, I. I love that too. And what I was, what I'm was gonna say about that is like, it made it feel like it was this was a, a whole departure for the band, mm. um, and something that I think was disappointing for me is that like right afterwards it's, it's pretty much just straight up like <laughs> mm-hmm. just a folk rock very solid indie project right um, and that's fine but like I think that uh i would like to see fleet foxes evolve a little bit more and i didn't get that um on this so um yeah yeah i um i feel about this album the way i feel about run the jewels 4 from earlier this year which is how one should talk about fleet foxes music you should just try to compare it to (laughs) rtj4 please yeah Uh, (laughs) what i said on that podcast was that you know like the beats are awesome. The rapping is awesome. They sound great. It's my least favorite record of theirs. And that's how I feel here. Yeah. You know, the beats are great. The rapping's great. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but it, it's, it's everything you said. It sounds gorgeous. Robin Pecknold still has one of my favorite voices of all time. Um, the guitars sound fantastic, uh, whether they're buttery and crisp or more rocky or even kind of like a silent, quiet, acoustic number. It, it all sounds great. Whatever they do, it, it sounds good. Um, but it's my least favorite Fleet Foxes record. And it, it's partially because it's sort of what you're saying. I think a lot of the times it, this just sounds like a band, like a veteran band going through the motions at times. It's sort of Fleet yeah. Foxes by the numbers. Um, ultimately, as far as like their direction here, it sometimes reminds me of their earlier work, but then toward the end, especially, it reminds me of Crack Up a little bit. And for the most part, it often lands in this awkward middle spot where I don't know if it's trying to recapture the self-titled album or if it's trying to continue on from Crack Up. And it, it ends up lacking an identity for me in that regard. Um, so because of that, I a lot of this sounds pretty forgettable. I enjoy it in the moment. Um, I actually saw this on Indie Heads. Uh, they did like a, a thread about the album a couple of weeks after release. And the top comment was something like, it sounds great, but I couldn't tell you how it sounds. And I'm like, that's pretty much how I feel for the most part. Um, yeah, damn, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah, th- there are some songs here that are classic Fleet Foxes. Uh, like, Can I Believe You is, you know... Whether it's, I don't even know if it's one of my favorite songs, but it's definitely recognizable. Um, yeah. There are songs like uh, Young Man's Game, which I really like. It, it's really fun to sing mm-hmm. along with, like a classic Fleet Foxes record. And it has Hamilton Lighthouser and his children on it, which makes it a whole lot more fun. Um, but then there's songs like Cradling Mother, Cradling Woman, which is very crack up. And if that's your style of Fleet Foxes, then, you know, that that's great. Um but it, it this just kind of feels unnecessary, I guess. Yeah, it, it felt to me like a bit of a mishmash of stylistic choices um, 
and almost like b-side cuts Mm -hmm. of like of crack up or even like their self-titled or helplessness blues like kind of seemed like and, and they're they're all pretty solid tracks for the most part there's not really a track on here that i'm like right they're nah, all okay. they're all good yeah they're, you're, they're decent to great all of them you know yeah but it is a little overly long mm. um it ha- it really kind of lacks any s- sense of direction yes um it's i think it's a little bit more focused on the sonics um than than anything else and that's fine it's really pretty but like i like yeah it's just something to kind of like turn on in the middle of the afternoon and tune out and i think that like it was meant to be like with the lyrical content in here there's some elements referencing like the pandemic and like the social uh elements of of uh 2020 that have been so crazy and like there's definitely supposed to be some referential uh things to like unify the listener into like we're all in this together kind of feeling but it honestly just kind of feels like um at times like it's just like they want you to kind of like tune out and like just listen to some really positive optimistic music which is fine yeah but i don't think it's as impactful as they meant it to be if that makes sense right i think yeah there's some i'm sure there's like a depth to it that rewards active listening but to me this is more of like it comes off as like a passive listening record like this seems like Mm -hmm. the kind of album you should have on i'm not gonna say urban outfitters because that joke is dead but you know what i mean just like background music to whatever seems appropriate you know that that's kind of what i get um well yeah and that's why i felt like uh which is i was like Yeah, that's fine, but that's why I felt like uh, I was like, yeah, like maybe Fleet Fox's style is just a little bit uh, out of out of date, out of touch now. Maybe. Um, I mean, I think Crack Up still holds up pretty well, but that's because that album has a lot more ambitious sonic yes. elements to it um, that keep it interesting. Whereas Shore kind of is just like straight up, just really sunny and like road trip music like almost the whole way through Mm -hmm. and i think it it works well in circumstances like in like i I said this on the idols and i think that it holds true on this one i think this would be really fun to go see live Mm -hmm. um the vibe would be fantastic and you know I think I, I think I've also been thinking about that too because it's 2020 and we can't go see live music. I was gonna so. say you're doing like <laughs> you're doing a lot of like, hey, go listen to this live. Like, all right, man, where at? <laughs> like, imagine. what do you want? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, but you get what I'm saying. It's kind of yeah. like it's more of this focus on um, on the atmosphere than it is on um, any real lasting. Uh, instrumental or lyrical moments Mm. yeah i think uh you know what you're saying is uh the record's trying to it it has this internal conflict between whether it wants to be a passive record or an active record 
And what I'm saying is that it's kind of struggling between does it want to be crack up or does it want to be Fleet Foxes self-titled? Regardless of how you look at it, it's it's like it wants to have its cake and eat it too, as opposed to just being its own genuine direction. Um, but once again, like our Idols review not that long ago, uh, go rewind to uh, three minutes in if you missed the Idols review. Um, mm-hmm. But just like that, I feel like I've been trashing a lot of it, but ultimately I do like it. Again, it's like I do enjoy listening to this record. I really do. But mm-hmm. uh, Fleet Foxes are a personal favorite of mine, and I hold them to high standards um, as a result of that. And they didn't meet my expectations, unfortunately, though I do like this record quite a bit. Yeah, I think that part of it is uh, just being a Fleet Foxes fan for a while. Mm-hmm. Like The expectations are there, and... It's a pretty high bar to jump over at this point. So, um, if this is my f- first Fleet Foxes listen, I'd think it's a really great mm-hmm. like place to start. And that's the beautiful thing about Fleet Foxes, honestly, is like this is my least favorite project of theirs. But like, oh, if yeah. somebody had never listened to Fleet Foxes before, I would have no problem being like, listen to this one because mm-hmm. anywhere you start is a great place to start with them. So. Yeah. yeah, it it sounds professional and great, like, almost the entire time. You know, like, I could see anybody getting into this record and then listening to what I have to say and be like, wait, why do you think that? Um, I, just yeah. think it, I just don't think it's up to the standards of their previous records um, is ultimately the thing. I would like to point out a couple songs that I thought were pretty good. Um, specifics, I suppose. Uh, Sunblind was an example of a song where um, the lyrical content actually did stick with me. Uh, it's a song about the death of his grandfather as well as the deaths of some of his musical inspirations, uh, specifically referencing people like David Berman and Elliot Smith. Um, and it was a pretty lovely sentiment to match a pretty lovely song that sounds, again, classic Fleet Foxes instrumentally. Robin Pecknold has the best voice of all time. It's a great song. Um then the other song I wanted to point out, uh, I feel like on Fleet Foxes records, there's always one or two slow burner, quiet songs, you know, whether it's like Blue Spotted Tail, I guess is maybe the most famous example of that. Yeah, I generally like those songs, but they're rarely among like my favorites on the record. I love um, I'm Not My Season. I think that song is, yeah. I think that song is beautiful. It's, it's James Taylor. Like it's just so classic mm. immediately. Um, just this quiet acoustic song that sounds like it could have been written in 30 minutes, but it's just executed to perfection and it's pretty, pretty touching. So, um, there's, there are moments of genuine greatness on here, I think. Um, but for the most part, it's just, you know, Hey guys, let's make another record. You know, that, that's kind of my impression. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, yeah, some of my favorites on here um, are like "Can I Believe You." Mm-hmm. I really like the uh, the way that Robin Pagnell comes in on that track is just like I mean, it's one of it, it's one of my favorite moments I think from Fleet Foxes. Honestly, yeah, he um, still got it. The track itself, the track itself is like really solid. I don't know if it would be one of my favorite tracks in comparison, but like the way that he just comes in on that 
on that uh can i believe he was like whoa like mm-hmm. yeah he he's just his voice is crazy I mean, we can just yeah oh my god 10 out of 10 voice at least we yep. can say that still to this day um, he's the man yeah <laughs> yeah I, it, it might be better honestly like it could it's, be it's just it's great um but yeah the production on that track is great i love the uh the use of the um coral like the voices that he they were using on uh waiting in waste high water mm-hmm. um i like the breakdowns on that song i think that it's just instrumental like if we got would have gotten a little bit more of that i think that that track this track is a little bit more stylistically <laughs> distinct and um more of what i wanted from the rest of the album um Another another track that I really liked is uh, yeah I, I really liked I'm not my season two mm-hmm. um, I really liked uh, I, I yeah I don't really want to go because you just you just talked about that one too um, I really liked a long way past the past too yes that's butter that song is crisp I mm-hmm. love it. it sounds so good yeah so one thing I really liked about that too is um, I think that it's a really heartfelt track. Um, it's got a lot of great anthemic uh, elements to it, um, and it just feels very inviting. And I think that this is a good example of them referencing this year, referencing um, the past few years of just like all this you know crazy stuff that's been happening, um, and all the anxiety that everybody has been going through. Uh, I think that that this is a good example of them kind of bringing that idea to fruition and, and making some sort of unifying theme. Um, Mm -hmm. So uh, they try to do it a few more times on the album and it doesn't really land. Uh, But I think that a long way past the past is a good example of that. And it's just like, it's just a really awesome track too. I think that, instrumentally it's so great so but this is a very long album too mm-hmm. um so i think that like like i said i don't think any track is bad but there are quite a few elements that i'm like do we really need this like yeah you know this like two minute breakdown where we change chords 15 times <laughs> and, like go get old music theory lecture like, yeah this is <laughs> unnecessary (laughs) yeah no that's that's valid um (laughs) i can't i can't argue that um i will say we do have to throw our scores out um i'm gonna give it a seven uh i do like the record it is my least favorite fleet foxes record but just by sheer musicianship alone and talent and you know it's I would find it hard to believe that Fleet Foxes could ever put out an album that I dislike. They're just so, they have such a high yeah. floor as a band. Um, what's unfortunate is that this record has a really low ceiling as well. Um, at least I think so. And that was going to be the caveat to my score. I think there could be some grower potential to this album. Um, if there is some sort of crack up like depth that I'm missing because that record didn't fully click for me the first few times. Um, so maybe there's some of that here. I need to do some more listening, but as of this moment, uh, it's a seven out of 10. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm at a seven as well. Um, and I figured that we would both kind of feel similar, similarly to this. It's not really an album that like if somebody like 
really dislike this album like three out of ten level i'd have to be like like you gotta explain that because it's it's undeniably pretty so yeah yeah. um yeah so i just think that this album it's solid but it's just it, it lacks a little bit of the creative energy and passion that i've seen in the past from fleet foxes and um songwriting's decent but there's nothing here that's like you know, helplessness blues level or, you know, like in the, in instrumentally same right. thing, like crack up levels of, um, of Sonic. So it's just a very pleasant mm-hmm. example <laughs> of Fleet Fox's styles through the years, basically. And it's a nice listen. I'm glad that it came out this year. It's like, I, I'm always, you know, welcoming a, a Fleet Foxes release. Sure. But, um, definitely not like, my favorite so yeah i'm i'm at a straight up seven out of ten as well yeah this is a this is quite a seven out of ten record um fleet foxes shore combined a seven out of ten from us uh where are we going next and are any of us gonna like any of the records we talk about today or love i should say <laughs> <laughs> well I'm, I'm very interested in how you feel about the next one okay we're gonna we're moving on to Deftones. Deftones. All right. All right. Deftones with Ohms. Oms. Ohms, I suppose. Um Ohms, yeah. Ohms. So Deftones are an alternative metal band from Sacramento, California. Um Ohms is their ninth studio album. It actually has Deftones. the band Deftones. Deftones. Sorry, I had to do that. <laughs> Deft ones. Uh <laughs> Uh, Ohms has, it actually has the band's highest Metacritic score to date, um, which I did not expect. It has a Metacritic of 88 out of 100, which, uh, that's pretty damn high. Uh, um, I mean, that's impressive. I should say that's impressive. That's not like, wow, can't believe they gave it an 88. Um, (laughs) though maybe I do feel that way. That's the bolt cutters. uh, (laughs) Right. That's exactly right. Yeah. It's not like, oh, this is a clear album of the year. Um, at least in my opinion. Fans seem to be loving this new album as well. This isn't just a critic thing. Um, you're a Deftones fan, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. I liked, I gave their 2016 record a try that I can't remember the name of at this moment. Um, and I thought it was pretty good. I th- like, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, didn't make my top 50, but, uh, you know, maybe if I did a top 60, maybe. Like, it's actually pretty good. Um, so what Yeah. Is, yeah. Uh, what did yeah, you think that, about this one? I, I feel similarly to you about that, uh, the 2016 album. Yeah, I too. wish I could remember the um, name of it, but... <laughs> uh, Gore. Gore, yes, yes, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I, I am a Deftones fan. I am a latecomer to Deftones, though, too. Like, I checked out White Pony, like... Um, years ago but like it, not like i was like growing up with it or anything which most deftones fans have grown up with them I, I think i checked out white pony like later on in college and i really like it i think it's awesome um but um yeah this one i think is really cool really awesome it's i i think that the mixing on this is like so satisfying and clean and crisp like the guitar tones on this are just like oh my gosh like i love the buzzing and and stuff like that on this um 
the lyrics are pretty much what I expected. They're, you know, they're not really anything special. There's nothing like too ridiculous on here. Like um, sometimes Deftones likes to throw in these really overtly sexual mm. themes that sometimes get a little bit like, <laughs> a little bit like what the hell is going on here? <laughs> um <laughs> But and there are some themes like that on here, but they're not they're they're fairly tasteful, um, and yeah, I think that overall it's just very solid. Yeah, very nice. Um, what score do you think I'm giving this? Oh, I'm nervous. I think you're at like a five. Okay, that's about okay. That's that's about right. That's about right. Um. I expected to not like this album for whatever reason. Like this is generally not my kind of music, even though I liked their yeah. last record. Um, you know, I'm not the one. Not only am I not the one that recommends metal on this podcast, but I definitely don't recommend metal that I could see being played on Rage 103.7. You know, like that's generally <laughs> yeah. not my thing. Though I will say, like there's to your point um there is quite a bit that's like really cool about this record i um i guess specifically i like how fuzzy the vocals can get there's a little bit of shoegaziness yeah. to some of this record that i think is really cool um some of these riffs are really rugged and like you said they're mixed very well like it sounds clean it sounds very well done and professional um I think ultimately what kind of brings this down for me is that uh, it can sound a bit generic at times. It can sound like they don't have a ton of ideas on this album, um, which I guess makes it cohesive, but it's almost it's almost to a point where I have to listen to a song to remember what differentiates it from some of the other songs on here. Um, but there are some songs I really like. I think Urantia is really solid. I think uh, Pompeji, I, I might be pronouncing that wrong. I think that's a really cool song. I like the balance of tranquility and ferocity on that song. There's a lot I like, um, but ultimately this isn't my lane. Uh, it's a bit kind of samey to me at times, and I don't know. But for what it's trying to do, I think it does a pretty good job. That's fair enough. So the and the reason that I kind of put this uh, more towards the back of like um, break away from their style is like not like um, not like this thing is so experimental because it's not. Mm -hmm. um, it's just that the Idols and the Fleet Foxes <laughs> records were pretty much exactly what I expected from them. And that's and that's totally fair. Yeah, yeah. The Deftones project. One thing that I find really interesting about this one is that like how atmospheric they uh, or the atmosphere that they decided to create with the synth lines mm -hmm. on here and they've experiment they've they've long experimented with um synths and electronics and stuff but like the way that they bring it into this um and the way that it's kind of digitized is just like a little bit <laughs> more refined and a little bit more modern um, and it brings this texture to the project that is just really, really satisfying to me. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely not, like, really experimental. It's pretty much just straight-up uh, alternative, close to 
almost a callback to the new metal days, yeah. the groove metal. Um, but I think that it's just, it's Deftones has always been just such a cool example of like how good that genre can be. Um, and I think that they, they still maintain that with, with this project. Yeah. They're a band that I shouldn't like, and I still don't like consider myself a huge fan or anything like that, but I like them more than I expect to every time I listen to them. Um, so they deserve credit for that. They do their type of music very well i think they're clear professionals and i think they stand you know well above other popular acts in in their genre um so take my score with a caveat when we get to that point as like a will isn't a big alternative metal guy in general you know factor that in um but yeah i i think this is a record that ultimately by the end of it i uh I'm kind of done with it, you know, um, for various reasons. One, I think it kind of runs out of ideas. And two, I think it's, I don't know, the the energy, the energy just kind of gets old to me by the end of the record, um, for better or worse. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. I see. I mean, for me, I, we're, we definitely differ on this kind of funny. This is one of the bigger differences that, we've had on the podcast and that's freaking death tones like <laughs> <laughs> like why is it this one yeah right the, uh, i think that honestly the end of this project like is done really well like the i think that it's it, it starts to um like there's certain elements that like um start to be like okay like we're we're kind of repeating the same idea um but like like some of the grooves are a little bit they borrow from each other in some ways but like i think that like with radiant city um i like and that's a good the one. title track um i think that the title track closing closing it off kind of brings things back to basics to mm-hmm. just kind of a straight up riff heavy um alternative metal track um, I think it just caps it off really well. And, you know, I, I, I find this project very satisfying as a, as a, an ex new metal listener and as a, uh, current like, uh, <laughs> metal fan, this brings a lot of elements of like, you know, some, some good elements of nostalgia in some ways too, even though it's a 2020 project. Right. Um, but also some just very refreshing ideas into, you know, into a genre that's sort of dead. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, and that's totally, I I actually agree. The two examples you brought up are like, I like those songs, especially the title track, which is pretty heavy by even the standards of this album. Um, it was like, I would say like sound garden kind of, uh, yeah. Uh, feel to it yeah it was a really exciting song i think to close out the record i guess specifically if i'm looking at at like my notes on headless for example it my notes here say like wow this record really likes its breakdowns doesn't it like i don't know it's just (laughs) stuff like that every (laughs) night you know what i mean like nothing outwardly bad just maybe a little boring to me at times um yeah that's that's fair it does have a lot of those uh breakdowns and i think that like um, 
there are some examples like error is an example i think where like the breakdowns don't really work as well mm-hmm. um they kind of like the break the break into the vocal verses like they feel a little awkward um but i think that <clears throat> for me at least they are able to get away with it because the instrumentation is so tight and the mixing mm-hmm. is just so freaking clean mm-hmm. um yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's good. Um it, error, I'm glad you brought that up cuz that was I think an example of uh not that I'm like really looking for lyrics in, in this type of music, but this was an example. I think yeah. it really hit me like oh, these are for the most part pretty boilerplate alternative metal <laughs> lyrics. Um but sometimes they yeah. sometimes they have they sing those lyrics on other songs and I enjoy it anyway in part because of the delivery. Um, I go back to Urantia where he's like, I swear I'm losing it. And then there's like the chugging guitar. Riff. Yeah. That actually really works for me. I think it sounds good. It's pretty cliched for the genre, but it, it ends up working because I think it's delivered well and properly executed, mixed, all of that. Like it sounds great, but when it doesn't land, it's like, oh, I'm listening to a pretty cheesy metal project from that could have been released like 20 years ago. Um, so. Yeah, there's a there's a fine line, and it, and right. a lot of the a lot of it relies on the uh, production and instrumentation and vocal delivery. Because yeah, like the the lyrics, like I I, I you know I was expect. I mean, Deftones aren't horrible songwriters by any right. means. Like, and it's not there's a huge some real, like, this yeah, like it, the spell of mathematics is a is a really cool song. Um, Pompeji is like has this really interesting thematic to it. Like, there's some like really cool things, but I mean, it's not it's it's not like you know, it's not even like the Fleet Foxes record or anything like right. that. There's not a level of depth to it that you can't really get out by listening to it one or two times. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the sonics uh, for me that uh, I think that. Uh, yeah, that save that save that, and but I agree with you. It is a fine line of um, the con. The lyrical content is not super super strong. So if you're not also into the sonic elements, it's like all right, we're just we're just kind of like faffing around here with a with a boring groove metal track. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I um, shoot. What was I going to say? Oh, I, here's what I was going to say. Um, it, I think going into the record, going into any metal record, I'm always thinking like, oh boy, it, the vocals, they could make or break <laughs> the entire thing. Um, yeah. And I do like the vocals on this record. In fact, I actually for once prefer the screaming vocals, and I wish we got more of that on this album. Uh, and unfortunately, we don't. Uh, we get them on Genesis, the opening track, and I think we only get them on like a couple of other tracks here and there. Um, but I, I wish there were 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 more screaming vocals on this album. I, I really enjoyed the brief time I got with that. That's interesting. Yeah, um, I mean, I love the vocals all just in general. I mean, yeah. I, I just like Chino Moreno is like a he's he's kind of just iconic for especially this area of the metal world so um 
I love his singing voice. I, I love his, you know, his screams. Like, I think that he does a great job. But yeah, to your to what you're saying, like, I really like how fuzzy and distorted they've uh, decided to go with the um, with the, the screams and with the more aggressive parts of this album. Um, I think that adds like a lot of great texture and a lot of good energy to it. And um, yeah, like yeah, like that shoegazy element is so yeah. interesting. Yeah, I, I I wish I had a little more of that that fuzziness. Like it, um, it's just so good. Um, I'm going to go ahead and throw my score out, and we have a little bit of time, so if you have a couple more points, feel free. Um, but you clearly, I mean, you definitely like this album more than I do, and I think you know more about the band, certainly, and the genre almost undoubtedly than I do. So I'm going to, I feel like I'm uh, like Dax Shepard interviewing like a psychology expert when we talk metal. <laughs> it's just me like appreciating it. Okay, I, I, I wouldn't go that far. But. <laughs> um but yeah, so I, I'm just gonna go. You were right. Uh, five out of ten is how I feel on it, and uh, honestly, um, I I do like it. Like it, it's closer to a six than it is a four. Uh, and I'll definitely listen to Deftones in the future. Um, it's just this isn't necessarily the type of music I gravitate to, and that's like the most sub- subjective thing I can say as a a critic, quote unquote. Um, but that's yeah. that's something I feel like I need to say when I throw a score out there like that. So take my score yeah. for what it is. No, that makes sense, and that that's how I feel honestly. Like if we talk about like, uh, and we don't talk about it on the pod too much, but if we talk about underground hip hop projects and mm-hmm. like, and and I'm not really like digging it as much. Like typically, I'm like someone to be like, yeah, I mean, like you know this isn't my area. Like I like mm-hmm. underground hip hop and I listen to it like, um, you know, but not nearly as much as like you do. So mm-hmm. it's, it, it's something that I don't, I don't place myself in that area of like, expertise as, as readily. And yeah, you should, you should always like, but that doesn't make your opinion less valid by any means. Mm-hmm. And, the, and for what it's worth, there are a, a bunch of, not necessarily alternative metal, but like Fluster Ours is going to make my top 50 this year. Uh, Rolo Tomasi I've enjoyed. Def Heaven I enjoy. Not exactly Deftones, but uh, there are metal albums I enjoy. Um, yeah. I just need to dig a little realm. deeper. Yeah, right. So um, so yeah, that's that's ultimately how I feel. But Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think this project's awesome. It's really cool to see Deftones put out like such a solid project. I liked Gore, um, but I thought it was a little, a little forgettable. There's some great tracks on there though um, that I still like. But um, yeah, in comparison, like this is their best project to come out since White Pony for sure. I think. Um, and and uh, there are some elements to it that like can be a little awkward at times, but like it's something that I think is like forgivable just because of like how uh well produced and how satisfyingly mixed it is i can't get over how this might be like my favorite mixed album Mm. of the year if that makes sense sure um it's just so satisfying to listen to um so yeah and there's some great tracks Uh, opening track genesis is awesome i love the spell of mathematics um i love radiant city the title track Urantia, like, there's some really cool, um, very riff-heavy, like, 
passionate energy to these tracks and a lot of very interesting instrumental moments too. Vocal delivery is awesome. Um, yeah, overall, just super, super solid. And 8 out of 10. Very nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, I expected I expected around that from you. Um, so that puts us at a 6.5, a very deceptive 6.5 out of 10 mm-hmm. um, for death. One of our more deceptive, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Very, like like idols was a six and a half as well, but we were closer in agreement, uh, on that one. Um, so yeah, deft ones with ohms, uh, six and a half out of 10, uh, shout. I'm glad, I'm glad you suggested we do deft tones. Cause like, I likely would not have listened to it more than once had we not. And I'm glad I did. So, um, nice. yeah, shout out to that. That leaves us with one album remaining. And that is, uh, Sufjan Stevens, uh, the God, uh, with yep. the Ascension. Um, uh, Sufjan Stevens is an American singer, songwriter, multi instrumentalist. The Ascension is his eighth studio album. Um, it currently has a Metacritic of eighty out of a hundred. We are both fans of Sufjan Stevens. I would say you more so than myself, uh, especially considering where you ranked Carrie and Lowell on your all decade Ooh. list and i won't necessarily spoil that um if you don't want me to but if you do want to find out once again under the scope site.wordpress.com i love that record as well i love sufjan i'm more of an illinois guy um but uh yeah man we we both love his work in general uh what did mm-hmm. you think of the ascension uh, the album. Uh, we can get into a religious thing later if you want. But what did you think about <laughs> the Ascension, the oh, album? Okay, let me let me put my notes away from for that and, and go to Supion instead. Yeah, th- th- thank God, we, uh, <laughs> thank God, we saved this for the end of the uh, podcast here. <laughs> Do a religion podcast at the very end here. Um, yeah, yeah, that's how we get everybody. <laughs> right. That's how we fool them. <laughs> yeah, that's what they want to hear. Um, yeah this so yeah this album it is a bit frustrating Mm. for me um to some extent this there are some of the most beautiful elements that i've that i've heard from sufjan stevens um some of the production on here is like immaculate uh and some of the lyric work on here is awesome there's just there there's a lot of elements to hear that to this album that i think are great um but this is a huge album and there's and with that comes a lot of baggage and there are also some elements that are not they're not bad but they're just a little unnecessary maybe self-indulgent at times um some parts I don't really get, like production-wise, um, and lyrically, there, there. Like I said, there's a lot of great elements, but lyrically, there's also some moments where I'm just kind of questioning his choices. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it, it, this is this is one of the more frustrating, especially because, like, I'm you know, I love Sufjan. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Sufjan. You love Sufjan. I love Sufjan. So yeah, I was super super excited for this one. Um, I still like it quite a bit, and uh, and actually, I like it more now 
than I did um, in my first listen. Like, this has definitely grown on me. I, I actually was kind of like pretty disappointed when I first listened to it. And now it's grown on me as I've like, you know, as you know, as, as I may should have expected a Sufjan project to do, because the you know, and then I started reading the lyrics and getting a little bit more context, and you know, he's really good at, at having some deeper meanings to his music that way. So, um, but yeah, it, it is frustrating. So I'm interested to hear what you what you say. So I I teased to you prior to the podcast off air that I was going to have a strong opinion on one of these albums today. And in case you haven't figured it out, I mean, I gave a seven, a seven and a five. I mean, it's not really strong opinions on, uh, any I was hoping that those were it. <laughs> <laughs> you know how strong I feel about Deftones right down the middle, five out of 10. Uh, um, yeah, this album didn't work for me like at all. Um, it, and it's okay. not even like you're wrong because I agree. There's like a lot of, no, I want it to be that. I want you to be like, you are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> um, I'll, Our I, podcast I, just devolves into that. <laughs> I, I saved that kind of passion for the for the religion podcast we, we're going to do. Um, <laughs> yeah, like all the – there are beautiful moments on here. Um, to me, they read more as like bells and whistles uh, as opposed to like the main attraction to this album for me. Um, I think what this album is trying to do is it's trying to be this grand epic statement on a lot of different things, right? Like God, um, religion, faith, uh, you know, questioning your faith, America, mm -hmm. uh, the ills of America, um, self reflect There's a lot. It's a pretty ambitious album, um, but it just – it doesn't it's trying to be epic and i don't get that feeling like at all as i'm listening to it i generally get the impression that i'm listening to like this unfortunately not very good idm record um it, it the way i'm hearing it um i like bits and pieces of some of the songs on here but for the most part it's i find this record super boring and mm very little is memorable i'll i'll say a, a few things i do like um i liked the song die happy which is kind of weird because it's maybe the most repetitive song on the entire record but <laughs> yeah it did build and it had a progression throughout that i really enjoyed and most songs i don't get a sense of pro of progression and because i don't i don't get this epic feel to it i just kind of get oh this is long not epic, just it's long. Godspeed makes epic music, or at least at on Lift Your Skinny Fist they do. Um, mm. Because they have like a, a gradual, like it, I can see where they're going with it, and I'm sucked in as a listener, and it's captivating, and I feel rewarded at the end. This, I just kind of feel like it's overly long, electronic, you know, ha a little bit of IDM, a little bit of experimental pop. And I will say this, uh, I love Sufjan's voice, but I've never really liked it when he's gone the electronic route, and that's even the case on The Age of Odds, but I like that record because it's instrumentally very interesting and good a lot of the time. I don't get that same feeling here. Um, 
so yeah, did, I, I'm not sure if I missed anything, but I yeah, this this record doesn't work for me. Yeah. just on all fronts. Those are really those are really good points, and I think that you feel those to a like I feel similarly. Uh, my negatives that I feel are similar to that, but you feel them in a much more strong way. I think, I, I think I that's do. right. I think what you dislike about the record ends up being like deal breakers for me. Um, and the yeah. things you like about the record save it from being absolutely god awful for me. You know? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So to your point, like I I do agree that there are elements of this that are like bloated. Um, it's a huge album, and there's quite a bit of moments that that end up being like instrumentally especially that mm-hmm. end up being very unnecessary especially with the glitchy production um this is something that i appreciated on age of odds but i still don't even really love and i like age of odds mm-hmm. but it's mm-hmm. some it's something that like i still find a little bit jarring i honestly think that like the production on this is a little bit better in some ways okay. than age of odds but the difference is that age of odds has a has a much more clear narrative and thematic with where it's going this one yes. is just kind of all over the place that's a good way to put it so i yeah so i don't really have because most of the songs on here are honestly like pretty gorgeous there's some there's some uh, moments where i'm just kind of where i'm kind of like are we, you know, still doing this? Like, mm-hmm. come on. Like, Ursa Major is a good example of that. Um, Gilgamesh, I think, is a really good example of this. It's like <laughs> there's this really interesting theme that Sufjan's trying to, you know, get into. I really like when he drive, dives into these biblical themes. But mm-hmm. the instrumentation is just taking over, and it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like... Uh, um, conflicting with his narrative and you you sleep kind of confounded by the end mm-hmm. um so those are elements that i think are you know that don't really work that well but i think that for the most part like there is a more there's a sense of like there's a sense of uh atmosphere and a sense of like beauty to this project that's a little bit nicer than uh most of the elements of Age of Odds, not mm-hmm. uh, Impossible Soul, though. I mean, like, come right, on. Right, right, right. As, <laughs> you know, one of your favorite record or songs of the past decade, um, you know. It's, yeah. Um, and I didn't necessarily expect that uh, to, I didn't expect Age of Odds level quality, I guess, um, in part because I've seen some of the reviews going into it, but also I didn't really care for the Planetarium project a few years ago either. Uh, we talked yeah. about it, and I think I was kind of middle of the road on it, but I could, I could see the tea leaves. You know, I was like, if he does this again, I'm not sure how much I'm going to enjoy it. Um, and this is different than that in a lot of different ways. But um, yeah, ultimately, there are some songs I like. Uh, I actually kind of liked Death Star. I, I wish I could remember why, and that's part of the problem with this album. Um, I liked Sugar for, for some. It was weirdly catchy on an on an album yeah. that doesn't have to be catchy. It's, it's not going for that, but I did appreciate that moment anyway. 
It's getting more hate than it deserves, I think. Sugar. Oh, does it, is it getting hate? Okay, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think because he just repeats that, give me some sugar. Yeah. Like, he does yeah. that so much that I think that it's just, uh, and I, I, I kind of agree. I don't love how much it's repeated, and I don't love the, like, the don't maybe wait that part yeah. that's, like, interpolated in. But um, but I think that, like, it's an instrumentally pretty interesting track, at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I will say, like, instrumentally, there's, I honestly don't, I don't know what my issue is with the instrumentation, because there are moments where I, I tune in, and I'm like, okay, there actually is some interesting qualities in, in this particular song, but it all kind of blurs mm-hmm. together to me by the end. Uh, you mentioned this is, a, like, a, this is a long album. Um, this is 80 minutes, I believe, around that. Mm-hmm. Um and by, but during my first listen, like the last three songs are like three of the longest songs on the entire record. And yeah. and I stared at my track list, and I was like, okay, I know America's like twelve minutes long. <laughs> I want to get off Mister Stevens' wild ride, and there were still three <laughs> songs left that averaged out at like eight minutes or whatever. I was like, I'm done with this. <laughs> oh man, that's um, great. But yeah, I mean, there there are enough things I like about this record to keep it from being worse than, like, the Glass Animals record. But I, I'll never listen to this again. Yeah. And I still love Sufjan. And I've always preferred the uh, the real music side of Sufjan, if you will, <laughs> to, to use a really good term that we're both a fan of. Um, yeah, that's us. But, uh... <laughs> yeah, right. Um... But you know, I mean, to that point, like you're you're frustrated. I do not like this record. I have seen a lot of Sufjan fans who are like, "This is my album of the year. This is gorgeous. I love everything about it." So, like, if yeah. you're interested in Sufjan Stevens or interested in just what we've been saying about this record, like, definitely check it out. A lot of people love this record. This is a very polarizing record, and I just happen to be on the negative pole. So, yeah, yeah, I. I... I do feel fairly positive about this album too. Um, I am frustrated, but that's mm. mostly oh, because, okay. Okay. I mean, you know, that, that's mostly because like Carrie and Lowell and Illinois, I mean, right. like his track record is just like insanely good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do actually like this record. Like, uh, you know, there are like quite a bit of moments on here that I think are really incredible. And you mentioned, um, the last like few tracks are like make up like almost the majority of the length. <laughs> right. To me though, the Ascension and America, like those two tracks basically save the project because mm. they're so good. Um, especially the Ascension. I think that the Ascension is one of the best songs that I've heard him write. Um, I think that the lyrics are fantastic. I think that the instrumentation is just like the perfect example of what I think he was going for on this project. I think it's like a great blend of like all of the sounds and styles that he's experimented with over the past decade. Um, It's a tearjerker. Like it's just so great. And I'm, and I get frustrated because I'm like, I wanted, I, I wish I had a little bit more of this on, the project um mm-hmm. but i like you know uh, 
also I like you know, Lamentations. I think that the um, that the production on that is really cool. I think that the uh, track "Run Away with Me" is is a little corny, a little cheesy, but I think that it's um, I think that it's it's pretty like fun and energetic. "Die Happy" I think is really cool. Actually, mm-hmm. like I think that it is one of the better tracks on the album, even though it's basically an interlude. Yeah, I like um, it. I think that that yeah, I think that it's awesome. Uh, but yeah, the, but there's some other tracks on here that I think just maybe could have been scrapped. So like when it's when it's good, it's really good. Like that's how I feel about this album. Mm. Um, but it's like what, like 16 tracks, or like an, it's like yeah. an hour and 20 minutes. Like so, there are some elements that are not so good. And when it's not so good, you're like you're left being like, oh, like when is it gonna get good? <laughs> um, right. But I think that the payoff is worth it for the most part, um, especially towards the end. But that's just because, like, I think the ascension is like fantastic. So it I, honestly is. It, it, it might be in a song of the year uh, oh, nice. type of con- contest for me. So okay, uh, a lot of bizarre elements to this project, though. Just. Mm-hmm. You know, very confused, very confused with how I feel, and I. It's been I've been going back and forth on on my on my thoughts about it for a little while now. Yeah, um, I understand the feeling, though I didn't necessarily have that struggle this time. Um, I, I I will say one thing is that I do find one I want to like this record. I really do because I think there is some sort of depth that I'm either missing or I'm too uninterested in the record to care about. Um, but there probably is something here that I'm, I'm missing and maybe there isn't, but maybe there is, uh, there, there is clearly some sort of, I mean, call it indulgent or, or pretentious or whatever, but there, there probably is an element that I haven't looked deep enough into at this time. Um, but to reiterate, the reason I haven't really looked into it is because I know I'm not sold on anything like aesthetically on this record. So I haven't had the desire to go dig into that. Um, yeah, ultimately, no, that, that makes sense. The yeah. Packaging is just not there, I, I guess for you is what you're saying. Exactly. Right. And yeah, once again, it, like I love, I love Sufjan. But um, this one didn't do it for me. I mean, I love Arcade Fire 2, and, and they released everything now, and I gave that a bad score. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's just how it goes sometimes. You know, sometimes sometimes your favorite artist... Gorillaz. Like, yeah, you know, it just happens. Uh, I mean, geez. We could do a whole podcast on, like, artists that have disappointed us over the years. Uh, Mac DeMarco last year, you know, like, Jesus. Uh, Chance the Rapper, wow. Um, so anyway, Kanye, yeah. Oh my gosh, like disappointed and then surprised and then disappointed again. <laughs> so uh, like, <laughs> um, unfortunately, 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 we're running out of time, so we can't get into our religious yeah. debate this time. Maybe on the next podcast, we'll see. Um, we will do it. Though. Exactly. Don't worry. Exactly. Uh, ultimately, like everything I like about this album. It's 
it's bright spots in an otherwise like sometimes i like sufyan's voice here but in general i don't uh there are some interesting production moments but in general i'm kind of tuned out um i think for me at best uh this album sounds mostly forgettable with the occasional good song good moment thrown in um that you've pointed out you've done a good job of pointing out at worst, this album is just something I don't want to listen to again. And in a case like Run Away With Me, um, just a couple steps removed from Al City, if I'm being honest. So I'm mm, going okay. I'm, I'm to give it a, a, a 3 out of 10. Wasn't for Ooh, me. Oh, it hurts. <laughs> well, you said something about the Deftones, like, oh, we haven't disagreed this much. Or, you know, it's, I'm like, wait one more album, and then then we'll see uh, how much we disagree. But, uh, yeah. But, yeah. Oh, we do, yeah, this is this is uh, a little bit more than the, the Deftones. But oh, okay. Just by one just by one point. Oh, okay. So that might give away, that might give away what, yeah. what my score is. By my but. math, that means you gave it a negative one, so... Precisely. Trash. <laughs> Going to Sufjan's house and like throwing this album at him. <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot. No, I fair points, I I respect what you're saying because I do feel it to a certain extent. Uh I feel that negativity. But I think that for me, there are elements to this album, like there's so much ambition and so much like so many ideas that are thrown into this album. Um, and Sufjan's just so talented that there are lots and lots of bright spots to be found. Um, part of it may be because I'm like, I, I'm such a Sufjan fan that I wanted, that I just went searching really hard to find them. Uh, <laughs> but I did, but I did find them and I do feel genuinely moved by, um, a, a good amount of elements on, on this album, but, yeah, there's just some just very frustrating boilerplate, um, self-indulgent, unnecessary elements to this that just leave it very uh, stale mm. in some ways. But I think that you know, getting through this just to get to the ascension in America is worth it. Um, so it's a solid. Seven out of ten. Very nice. Um, yeah, that averages to a five out of ten. Uh, so we were on the fence about this one, <laughs> uh, to put it one way. Um, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's our that's our podcast. Uh, Idols, uh, six and a half. Uh, Fleet Foxes, we were at a seven. Uh, Deftones, we were at a six and a half, and Sufjan Stevens, we were at a five. Uh, collectively speaking, not our greatest batch of albums here uh but maybe that'll change mm -hmm. on the next one um thank you for joining me patrick as always um thank you good. listeners we disagreed quite a bit we did yeah it was it was fun it, it was fun to get into uh these albums because um yeah I, I always like when we disagree because we take it really personally and we we yell at each yeah. other when we're done with the podcast, we, we send really mean texts to each other, like, oh, you would like this bullshit, you know, like, just <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> really, really petty. Right, right, exactly. And that's that's our lives. We we care about each other's opinions so much that that kind of dominates our mental space. Um, 
So anyway, thank you listeners for listening. Thank you, Patrick, for joining me. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.